and a man that is right on the ground there in India ahead of the start of the World Cup is Bharat Sandarasan, SEN cricket uh, commentator and Crick Info writer, and he's right across everything. Barat, lovely to reconnect with you again. It has been a while, and it is always lovely to talk to you. And you're right, I am in hot and humid Chennai. I just got out and I said, oh, no, I need at least three fewer layers of clothing on me. <laughs> it's always very oppressive in Chennai, isn't it? Uh, it's one of the hottest cities in India. It is. And I think what happens with Chennai as well is the extreme humidity. Uh, and it's almost, and uh, just to quote my wife, uh, she would always say when you land in Chennai and you get out, it almost feels like you're putting your head in uh, some custard. And that's, that's how thick the air is. <laughs> um, and which is what, ma- which is what makes, uh, you know, just uh, walking around difficult, uh, for, you know, and the, which is what makes, Playing cricket even more challenging, and yeah. uh, you know it'll be it will be a hot and humid day on Sunday when India take on Australia. It's going to be a fascinating tournament, uh, as we know. A lot of people thinking that the uh, fifty over a side competition has sort of waned a bit uh, and is in the shadow of maybe the T Twenty and of course Test cricket. But when it comes to a World Cup, to me this is far more worthy of an honour of being world champions and maybe the T20 World Cup because it's 50 over a side, there's ebbs and flows, you've got to be more tactically astute and you've got to make the right decision over an extended period of time. Would you agree that this is probably more worthy of being a champion than the T20 World Cup? Uh, And also it's held once every four years, unlike the T20 World Cup, which now or in the last 10 years or so uh, is held every two years. I mean, it makes sense as well because it's the rate at which T20 cricket transforms uh, and the way teams play it. Uh, But but you're right. I think if you ask any of the players and, uh, you know, uh, you just say World Cup, it is the 50-over World Cup that will come to mind or they'll want to talk about uh, at at the outset. I mean, not to take away anything from... Uh, Australia and England, who won the last two T20 World Cups. Uh, but, you know, after a point, you kind of lose track of who did what in the, in the shortest format uh, of international cricket. But but you're right. I think this will come, always comes with that extra honour. And I think the format works as well. Everybody has to play everybody. And to get into that semi-finals, uh, we have to overcome most opposition and every kind of uh, op- condition and every kind of challenge that's posed to you. So it's fair that the four teams who will make the semifinals would have overcome all that. So it's a, as a format, it works as well. Yeah, no, interesting. So looking at Australia, I was talking to Jimmy, my producer, actually. It's gonna be, It's been mm. a tough preparation for Australia. They've been in South Africa where they played, of course, limited overs cricket there. Uh, they started well, of course, winning the first two and then losing the next three. And they lost the first two matches in India when they arrived. And, and they've finished that series and they played Pakistan last night. I reckon there's a bit of wear and tear. Are the Aussies fresh? Are they ready for another month and a bit of intense one-day World Cup cricket? Because for mine, I reckon they're probably a bit jaded because they've been away for a long time. I mean, they have been away for a long time, for sure. And, uh, you know, they've been away for so long that some of the players have had the opportunity to get into form, then lose form, and then regain the form. Um, And, uh, you know, but having said that, I guess 
because it's 50 over cricket and a lot of them haven't played a lot of 50 over cricket consistently uh, or for a regular period of time like used to be back in the uh, back in the day uh, i think a lot of them would not mind just getting uh, those miles under their feet uh, because like you said it, it is a much longer format than people uh, assume it to be and it's even become clearer since T20 cricket became the norm, uh, where to, to win a 50-over match, you need to be out there for a long period and in terms of your mental preparation and your physical preparation, uh, and especially in some of these really oppressive uh, venues that they will be playing uh, their cricket, they'll have to travel all around India. Uh, I think uh, it, it, rather than them being jaded, I almost feel like they have got the best chance to get acclimatized to uh, what they will face during the World Cup as compared to some of the other teams, like even England, who start as the favourites for a lot of people, um, or even South Africa. So just being in India, getting used to India, uh, could well work wonders. And the direct comparison I will draw is to the, them in the T20 World Cup in 2021, when they played a lot of matches, they lost a, quite a, lost quite a few games as well, but eventually it just felt like everything came together. And that's what the Australian team would be hoping for again. Yes, they play nine matches in 35 days in eight different cities, and they'll travel over 7,000 mm. kilometres between venues. So they'll certainly be on the move. Is that the norm for most of the nations, that they will be playing in multiple cities? I know they played in Hyderabad last night in that warm up match yeah. against Pakistan but is there just a lot of travelling associated with this tournament for most nations? Uh, yeah there will be and I think the team that will travel the most uh, will be India themselves I think they end up travelling around 12,000 kilometres uh, overall by the end uh, because they they don't even get the opportunity to play back-to-back -back games in the same venue like uh, most other teams do. Uh, Australia, like we said, are in Chennai right now, but we head to Lucknow after this game and they play South Africa and Sri Lanka uh, in, in the space of four days in Lucknow. So I don't think the Indian team gets that luxury, being the host. Uh, so I mean, but that's just the format of the tournament. They want to spread it around uh, to different parts of India. And as we uh, really well know, India is a country on paper, it's, but it's almost like traveling all around Europe to get from one venue to the other, where everything changes. Uh, from not just in terms of the cricket, but everything else. So, uh, it, like, whoever does survive till the end and wins the trophy would... Uh, I, you wouldn't see more deserved winners of a World Cup in any sport, I'd say. Certainly a bonus last night looking at the practice game or the warm-up game against Pakistan was the form of Glenn Maxwell, who has promised so much yeah. over a number of years, but uh, he showed last night what he can deliver in this form of the game. Oh, very much so. Uh, and, you know, also coming off that ankle injury, uh, where, which he's still testing out, uh, you know, he, uh, George Bailey, the chief selector, said they might have to put him in safer positions on the field uh, because you're just not sure. He, he played only two ODIs in the last 12 months. There was a foot injury at the end of last year as well, don't forget. Uh, but, yeah, he batted as well as Glenn Maxwell has batted in a long time. He looked at his best. Uh, but also his bowling. He bowled those 10 overs for those wickets against India uh, a, a few days ago. But even last night, um, you know, before the game kind of turned farcical and you saw Steve Smith and David Warner bowling in tandem. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, Glenn Maxwell got a wicket early on, but I thought he came back well. 
with the ball as well. But the runs he got, you're right. Uh, I mean, which is what they were really looking for from this warm-up. Uh, mainly Mitchell Stark, Pat Cummins with the ball, and Glenn Maxwell with the bat. So uh, they have all boxes ticked. And no wonder that game kind of went in that way once Australia realised, you know what, we've got what we wanted from this warm-up game. Yeah, interesting also, Mitchell Stark. Uh, even though it was just the Netherlands, they've got to get wickets. And he took that hat-trick uh, in the previous uh, warm-up yep. game against the Netherlands. Uh, they take on India in what's going to be a huge match on Sunday in the opening match for both Australia and the host nation. What sort of makeup do you think Australia will provide and what do you think will be the starting 11? Was uh, No doubt some of the players that played last night won't be playing uh, in the match on Sunday. I think the big uh, uh, development, if uh, you want to call it, in the last few days with this Australian, the makeup of this Australian playing 11 uh, is Manas Labuschain. And just the way he's been batting, so there's always been the criticism that, oh, you know, he doesn't bat at the tempo that 50 over cricket is played at these days. But he's shown both in South Africa and in India the last month and a half or the last month uh, that he can do that. I mean, he's starting on fourth gear and then still maintaining it as his innings develops. Uh, and he's almost become undroppable. And he bowled a bit of leg spin as well. He ended up with three wickets. But I think just getting him to bowl leg spin again, he doesn't do that as regularly as he used to, is a great sign, which kind of tells me that uh, you'll have Marsh, Warner, Smith, and Manus at the top. Mm-hmm. And then the big question is, which of the two big all-rounders you play in, Stoinis or Green? Because after that, you know there will be Alex Carey, Glenn Maxwell, and in all likelihood, um, Zampa and the three big fast bowlers. So I think the only question mark, from my opinion, would be, do you play Stoinis, who has been inconsistent with the ball, but really effective with the ball? Or do you play Cam Green, who's uh, kind of blown hot and cold with both bat and ball uh, in this format in the last month? So apart from that, I don't see Australia having too many other question marks. But look, there are still three, four days for that World Cup game. So we'll see. And I'll be at training, of course, and keeping an eye on them. Good on you, Barat. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, Just before we let you go, uh, the tournament gets underway, as we know, tomorrow. Who, in your eyes, are the two maybe favourites that we could see in the final come the middle of November? Yeah, look, I mean, everybody has just said that India and England will play the final. Uh, you know, there just seems to be this uh, uh, consensus among a lot of people. But this is me sticking my neck out and saying whether that happens or not, I think New Zealand are going to beat England tomorrow. It's just set up for a perfect New Zealand win. That whole narrative, New Zealand get it back for what was taken away from them four years ago. I can just see it plain and clear in front of my eyes. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I think India and England are favourites, but Australia are Australia in a World Cup. And I do think they have a really good team for these conditions to go all the way. Uh, the big question would be the fourth team. Could it be Pakistan? Could it be South Africa? Who could well be playing the last major tournament as a full nation in the terms of having all their players available. Uh, so it could be any of them. I don't rule out a Sri Lanka or a Pakistan either. But yeah, I'm not going to go with an India-England final just because I want to be contrary. I'm going to say Australia are going to play South Africa in the final. Oh, I would fair. have thought. Oh, would very happen, good. Uh, all right, we're going to keep in contact because you're a good man. You're right across everything. Barat, thanks for your time here on Sports Day WA and uh, enjoy the World Cup. Anytime. Thank you so much. Have a lovely evening. Good on you, Brad Sanderace. And we've got some breaking news regarding a West Australian AFL footballer. I'll deliver that after the break here on Sports Day, Don't, uh, Sports Day WA. Don't go away. This is a big news story that's just broken.